0: Hello, and welcome to Heartline Ministries, a one-hour televised program and audio podcast where we take the timeless truth of Scripture and apply it to hearts and lives in the 21st century. Join Pastor Harold Noyes of Community Christian Church in Athens, Vermont, and Pastor Timothy Golden of Life on Main in Charlestown, New Hampshire, as they bring the light and life of God's Word to current situations and experiences. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Harold Noyes and Timothy Golden.
1: Well, once again, we want to welcome you to Heartline Ministry. And certainly the title of this series, Tim, that we're doing is is the Gospel of Grace. However, when you have the Gospel of Grace, should there be controversy in the church? And, you know, because we know that, you know, there is inevitably at times there's going to be controversy in the church. So, should there be, and then if so, what are the parameters? And I think mm-hmm. Paul shares those things with us in Galatians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just i so excited about this because it, it really, I, to me, helps really put uh, a place that when there should be controversy and when there should not be controversy in mm-hmm. the church. Um, I'm of the mind that whenever you have two people together, there's going to be a controversy of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just well, seems like to be that. Well, I have way.
0: this plan. where it's that where two or three are gathered. There will be conflict. There will be controversy. You, know? I mean, yes. you take a family. You know, you got two people. You can't help it. At some point in time, there's going to be a controversy, a disagreement, of, or something of that nature.
1: Yeah, you know, and one of the things, you know, as I was reading in Galatians two, it seems to me that the controversy that happened there with with Paul. And the three that, that he was kind of addressing would be John, James, and Peter, uh, all having to do with the Jews, and Paul was to minister to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. The controversy was not on preference. The controversy was on doctrine. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a defined doctrine from the Word of God, mm-hmm. not a doctrine of, well, this is what I think and why I think it, no, it has to be from the word of God, right. and that is where the controversy is that we're going to be addressing today with Paul, and the leaders of uh, the Jewish world, mm-hmm. of the Jewish world. So, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, remember last week we had gone and, and, and seen how Paul had had told how he was introduced to the church, how told how God had had ministered to him. Um, He goes and says, I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not of man. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he is certainly certifying that what I have here is not Mm man-made. Now, Paul would know what man-made is, wouldn't he? Mm -hmm. In maybe his past religious life, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a Pharisee of Pharisees, there was a lot of man-made stuff absolutely that he had bought into now he's a christian now he knows christ now god has called him out and he has seen the difference between man-made stuff and god uh god's standards Mm -hmm. and there's a big big difference to that
0: there is but unfortunately lots of times when you and because we've even seen it in our day and in our age um where there are lots of doctrines within churches that are based on the word of god and yet there are some others that have been created or added to based on or that have found their roots maybe in some scripture but are not necessarily scriptural themselves. And and when you've studied, as Paul did, um, under uh, some of the greatest Pharisees of the day, sometimes it gets hard to differentiate between what is truly biblical doctrine what is truly based on scripture and what has been based on man's rules because some of the rules that they developed were based on scriptures but then there were rules that came out of the rules that were based on scriptures and the further out you get the more um deluded and the more um and i use this term loosely more perverted it becomes
1: yeah you know it's almost like some of the cliches that we still hear today and they try to put a, a biblical twist to it like God helps those who help themselves. Mm -hmm. You know that kind of thing. I mean, you gonna find that in scripture? I mean, does (laughs) doctrine really say that? You know, or some of those, some of those nice sayings that people say. Well, you know, the Bible says. Well, it doesn't really. Mm-hmm. yeah it only says it because you think it says it or yep. somebody said that it says it
0: mm-hmm. and you haven't searched it out for mm-hmm. yourself and usually it's because it came from somebody that they trusted yep. in spiritual authority whether it was a local pastor whether it was a a favorite um television evangelist right. uh, or a favorite christian author that maybe once was a pastor and we do it's too many times take and figure well they must know the scriptures because yep. they've been in it for so long and and that idolization of that individual can lead us then to begin to take what they say always as gospel truth rather than as you said comparing it for ourselves as, as we talk about with people all the time right. in your church and my church here on the program don't take our word for it. take the scriptures look it up for yourselves make sure we are not saying something that it's not saying
1: Yeah, let's do the study, let's do the historical background if need be, but Mm -hmm. let's do the study and make sure that we are not adding to what God has said or deleting, Mm -hmm. because God gives us some very stern warnings in the book of Revelation, and also I think it's in the book of Ezekiel that if we add anything or delete anything, then God will add to us something that's very bad, Mm -hmm. the plagues, or he will delete even the name out of the book of life. So you have to be careful you know, not to add or delete as to what God has said. Mm. And so Paul now is confronting um, these Jewish leaders about a a controversy that is going to take place with Titus, for example, a Gentile. And I think, you know, to me, I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by the spirit in which it was done. Mm -hmm. I am intrigued by, by those who are of authority who are willing to sit down with Paul, who is, even though it's been 14 years in verse 1, still considered a newbie on the block mm-hmm. and willing to sit down with him and listen to what he had to say and even say, yes, you are right. Mm-hmm. you know, And then they add their little bit at the end of um, that Paul says, I can easily go with that. You know, that's helping the widows and the orphans and so forth. So, you know, let's get into this, Tim, because I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I'm going to open in prayer, and then if you would read the first 10 verses, please, of Galatians 2, and then we'll get started in our conversation. Father, we thank you so very much. Lord, that in your scriptures, you don't hide anything. Mm -hmm. Father, you don't hide the sins of your people. We know that they're just like us, with hearts like us, with ambitions like us, with feelings like us. Yet, Father, you're able to use them. And, Father, as we look at this controversy today, help us to see it. And, Lord, not to go to church to bring a controversy, but if one arises, let's make sure we have the biblical standard and make that uh, the reason for it. So, Father, bless it, bless our conversation, and we'll thank you in the name of Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. And I'll be reading out of the, well, let's change my version here. Read out of the New King James this morning. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seem to be something, whether they were, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man, For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel from the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, They gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do.
1: Yeah, I... I a phrase that came to mind a cliche i guess came to mind that as you were reading this tim that that well you know let's just agree to disagree and that's okay and mm. and you know that's that's fine right is that is that what paul was saying in this no. Let's agree to disagree, and and you know you go your way, and I'll go my way. You teach the gospel you want to teach, and I'll go teach the gospel I want to teach, and mm-hmm. and maybe the two won't meet in the middle mm-hmm. ground. Is that's not what Paul's saying?
0: No, no. What we were saying is there's obviously a difference of opinion here, yep. and and a difference of the way that they were looking at things and interpreting things, but what they needed to do is come to an understanding. Yep. Uh, between the two of them, is what is Scripture really saying here? What is truly biblical, and what is only meant specifically for the jews as we look at the bible as we look at the scriptures was it meant across the board or is there some differentiation so they went back they understood there was this difference um, both feeling they were in the right Mm -hmm. both feeling they were acting biblical but what they did is they didn't assume that they were right they're like let's go back and let's take a look at stuff and let's come to a to a consensus as far as what it's really saying here So come, let us reason together.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's a great phrase, and and Paul uses it quite often. Come, let us reason. And the word reason means what? Let's talk this out. Mm -hmm. Let's talk it out to a good conclusion. Not talk it out to, well, I'm right, you're wrong, or you're right, I'm wrong, um, and the two will never meet. No, he's not saying that. Now, one of the things I think we need to uh, maybe make as a point right off Tim is this. This is a new thing for the Jews Mm -hmm. and that is the fact that God now in the New Testament after the resurrection, after the ascension, that God now was going to have a role in the lives of Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Back in the Old Testament economy. The Jews were God's mm-hmm. people,
0: and it, it always been that way. Yeah. It's never like there was this model, and then it became about the Jews, and now the Gentiles are being grafted back in. This is totally new. This is brand new. So, I mean, there's reason for this controversy. Mm-hmm.
1: This is not just something where Paul says, "Hey, how can I start a fight in the church?" And let's do it? no. This is all new ground for them. Mm-hmm. Therefore, certainly, um, I think that this, you know, this holds it. And I and I've known churches, and I've been pastoring of church, pastor of churches where. You know, sometimes we reach, we're going to hit some new ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the, you know the 10 famous last words of the churches, don't you? Mm-hmm. We have never done it that way before. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, you know, that seems to be the way that a lot of mm-hmm. our, our churches are. Well, we never did it that way, so we're not going to do it that way now. Right. Well, wait a minute. Let's look at the scripture and see if the scriptures has a proof point for us mm-hmm. to look at. You know, I remember pastoring a church uh, up north, my very first pastorate. And it was a church that, uh, you know, they used to have all kinds of rummage sales and, and garage sales and all this other kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and when I went, I, I was very convicted that, wait a minute, God will take care of his own. you know, And his own needs to supply for the church. So we had a big church meeting, and, and you know, it could have been a big fight. But I, I challenged the people and I said to the people, I said, I tell you what, let's do it this way. Let's go a year and just see how God uses the offerings of God's people to meet the need of God's people here in the church. Mm-hmm. And they agreed to uh, curtail having those things in the church. hmm and lo and behold, after that year, we had a business meeting, and we asked the treasurer, how did things go? And she says, never better. Never better. Mm. So I asked the church body, I said, so what do you want to do? Let's keep things the way they are now, because God is truly blessing us. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were doing it, what I thought certainly, and I could prove it in Scripture, we were doing it on a scriptural basis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but one of the big arguments was, Pastor, we've never done that before. The church can't survive on offerings. You can if you're going to have biblical teaching, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to do it biblically, then you, then we can survive. And and my opinion, at least I don't know this for sure, but I don't think they ever went back to it, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the way. And and that's what I think Paul is doing here and John mm-hmm. and James and Peter and so forth is they have something brand new mm-hmm. But God had a conference with Paul that lasted three years in the Arabian Desert. Mm -hmm. So who would be James and John and Peter to say, no, God didn't say that to you. Mm -hmm. They weren't present. And Paul even verified once again in verse um, 11 of chapter 1, I certify this, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Mm -hmm. So... Gentlemen, I, yeah, I submit to you that this is what God has said. This, mm-hmm. this would be a, a whole new way of life for us now.
0: Yeah, but it, it goes back even, th- th- there's a crucial thing, I think, that's taking place here before the controversy, and that's what we're really seeing um, expressed in those first two verses where it talks about, I went up again to Jerusalem, I went up by revelation, But then it said here, "...and communicated to them the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain." So what you see is crucial to this whole ability for controversy to not bring division but to actually be wholesome is his hard attitude. He wanted to be spiritually accountable and was willing to be that amongst these individuals. And so he communicated, he made it clear, hey, this is what I'm preaching to the Gentiles. He didn't hold back. He let them know exactly what was going on, but said that he did it privately among those with a reputation, less, less. in other words, so that I don't run or to make sure I haven't been running up until this point, in vain. So it wasn't to raise controversy just for the sake of controversy. His heart desires, I want to be doing things righteously here. I want to be doing things biblically here. And so here's what I'm doing, and here's the rationale for it. And obviously, controversy arose right. um, as a result of that.
1: Right. You know. And, and by the way, if you go just over to verse 9, I think it is uh, the first part of that. Paul even in says to us, and when James and Cephas, which is Peter and John, mm-hmm. who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me in Barnabas the right hand. Mm-hmm. So he's going to these guys who are the leaders. Mm-hmm. They are pillars. They're the ones who really everything kind of falls on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I went to them. I didn't go behind the back, I didn't go and start a, you know, a little secret society to try to, you mm-hmm. know, no, I didn't do that. I went right to the leaders, who were the leaders, they were the pillars, they were the, the ones that everything kind of falls on, and I talked to them, about. It. I, I confronted them if you want to, because God gave me a specific ministry, and that ministry was to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. These guys are Jews. Mm-hmm. They loved, you know, they, they, they love ministering to their people. Mm-hmm. And now God has given me a new ministry to a new people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that they knew what we were doing. And everything was above board. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we, you know, we can see is sometimes when we have controversy, and it's whether it be in the church, whether it be in a business, whether it be at home, whether it be no matter where it is, sometimes the controversy is kind of underneath the surface Yep. People start kind of slithering around and, and trying to whisper this and whisper that. Paul said, that was not done here. Mm-hmm. Everything was above board. Everything was the way it ought to be. I want to make sure I'm not making a mistake. I want to make sure that they see I'm not making any errors. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell them above board, this is what is happening. And this is what God has given to me. That's why, to me, the word revelation in verse 2 is very important. Because what's the word revelation mean? To reveal. I'm going to reveal to you, Paul, something brand new. And maybe that's one of the reasons it took three years. Maybe Paul was stubborn at the beginning of that time. Because mm. who was he?
0: Yep.
1: He was a Jew of Jews. Mm-hmm. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees.
0: And the last thing he probably wanted to do was have a ministry to the Gentiles. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so here's when God, you know, God having his wonderful sense of humor and saying, Paul, to a Jew of Jews, I'm going to change your line of thinking. Mm-hmm. I want you now to go to the Gentiles. Those people that you call dogs, those people that you have no respect for, those people that you want nothing to do with, mm-hmm. you're going to go to them, and you're going to love on them with my love and bring them to mm-hmm. me. What do you think of that, Paul? Yep. And I'm sure that the beginning of that three-year conversation is, yeah, you know, are you sure, Lord? Are you... Yeah, you know, I mean, this can't be, right? Kind of, yeah. but it took three years. I don't know. I'm just playing into it mm-hmm. because I, I really don't know what happened in that three years other than certainly, you know, there may have been a, what is it, a Jacob wrestling match kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you know, where, well, maybe that's where he got his thorn, his thorn in the flesh because what happened to Jacob when he wrestled with God? Mm-hmm. You know, he had a limp right. for the rest of his life. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But because I suspect Paul mm-hmm. uh, had that. One of the things that occurred to me in reading this and going over these 10 verses is this. These are pretty pretty easygoing men, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are guys who are kind of wimps and they you know, they kind of k- kowtow to each other and don't have any kind of opinions or anything, right?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. That is in, not the right answer. In, in fact, we know that there's... There were some power struggles, I mean, you you look back to Jesus' ministry, and you know, I think it was the mother of James and John that wanted them to have positions on Jesus right and on Jesus left. And Jesus no so sorry, those places of high position are not mine to give. those yep. are for the Father. Um, and then you've got Peter. so here you've got the three pillars. Let's just look at them. yeah, there was definitely some some control issues. I can imagine there. Maybe that's why they had to spend ten days in the upper room together, yep. to get some of that stuff ironed out before the Holy Spirit could come upon them. You know, but you know they were. You're talking about three guys that were very strong-willed, very much leader types, and now let's throw a fourth one into this mix that's just like him. Yeah, Paul, who's very strong-headed. I mean, just read his letters. Yep. You, you can. I, we're reading one of them now. You know, you can see he's. You know, the incredible love he has, but he also doesn't pull his punches. He's very forthright. And I can imagine, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall with some of him and Peter's discussions, because you're talking two guys that were really cut from the same cloth as far as personalities are concerned. They were both strong-willed, could both get a little on the hot-headed side, but yet they were still able to take that and come together through the love of Christ and come to a consensus and come to an agreement together.
1: Now, we know that uh, this John and James, for example, were not John and James, the sons of thunder, mm. even though, you know, right there, the 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 uh, description of those two, what's it mean, the sons of thunder? Mm-hmm. Now, this was not them. I don't think, I think this is the apostle John, and I think it's also James, the Lord's half-brother, mm-hmm. because he became the leader of the Jewish church. But, you know, you look at it, and you say, wow, you know, there are some high-strung personalities there, mm-hmm that God established his church with. Now, I did a little study reading about Paul, and I've always known this, but I wanted to kind of verify it. Uh, Just a little description of Paul makes me chuckle, Mm. okay? Here's a little description of at least what some higher-up people, uh, scholarly people more than I, uh, said about Paul. History records that Paul was a short guy. Paul had very red hair, and all of that. So if you just look at those couple of things, what do you think Paul's personality is going to be mm-hmm. like? You know, before I turned gray, I had red hair. I know what kind of a, mm-hmm. an attitude a red-haired person can have at times. So you've got Paul, who is very high-strung. You've got Peter, who is very high-strung,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and possibly even James and John. So, you know, you look at this, and so I would have loved to be been able to hear it, and I don't think in their controversy they were whispering. Mm. Yeah, I have a suspicion that they probably got a little loud in their conversation mm-hmm. because they had some very strong opinions yeah. and thoughts. They're about very passionate men. Very, very passionate men, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say there's nothing wrong with that is because the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if the ending did not come out with, and they gave Bonnerus and me the right hands of. Mm -hmm. That was a signature. Back in those days, and it used to be even when I was growing up in the 50s, you know, if a guy did, you know, makes a contract with someone, usually it is sealed by a handshake. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, it's the very same thing here. Your handshake is as good as your signed name on a dotted line. Mm -hmm. And they sealed it with a handshake. I wish we could get back to that. Um, you know, only because it has to do with integrity, it has to do with with honor, it has to do with all those things. And these guys were able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I find it very, very interesting, very compelling to me that in this they can have very passionate discussion. Mm-hmm. And I could even go so far as they, I suspect they probably had a pretty strong argument. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have the Jewish law here, and this is what Jewish law says. And then Paul, who had spent three years with Jesus, was taught grace. And where do the two meet, and how do they meet? Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you want to continue this with Jews, fine. But like, don't force me, don't think I have to do it here with the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Now, what the big difference is here is that you have the the Jews who were brought up in religious fervor. They were brought up Mm -hmm. in religious rites, doing this, the sacrifices, the Passovers and all this other thing. You have the Gentiles. What kind of religious um, upbringing did they have? Mm -hmm. Nothing to speak of. Mm -hmm. You know, if they had religious upbringing, then it would be more of idol worship and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And and Paul is saying, you can't bring this You know, this one, and force on them these things. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things, Tim, and i got to ask you this. One of these things, you know, we have the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses and so forth. And, you know, there's a few others. But are there also commandments that man has written that really are not commandments of God at all?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, I mean, there are. Mm-hmm. And, and there are churches who do that today. They, mm-hmm. try to, they try to put man-made ideas into this bylaws or whatever the case it mm-hmm. is and say this is God-given. And that is not necessarily true. Right. It is man-made. This mm-hmm. is what man wants to put onto.
0: Right, um, and, and, and sometimes doing it very well meaning
1: I, And I think you're right I you think. Know,
0: But yet we become, get, get a religious Attitude about it And of course back there in the, those days One example that I, would, I can think of Would be the you know, remember the Sabbath And to keep it holy And then out of that came all kinds of other Laws what does that exactly yep. mean How far can we walk you know, what, what can we really do On the Sabbath And even growing up I remember um, Even in the church I had belonged to there were some families who wouldn't even let their kids play with their toys on right. Sunday. Yep. because this is the Lord's day. It's you know, it should only be you know biblical things. and that's and, and that may be a conviction that God places on a certain individual for a specific reason right um, maybe because some other things tend to take lordship if they allow it. Um, but then we begin to make a, a doctrine for everybody mm-hmm. rather than understanding that maybe God called us to that because he knows the bent that it leads us towards if he didn't add something else to us, you know. But it's, and happening that day, it's happening today. You know, I, I remember, you know, there's a, a lot of churches that might have different things as far as certain things you can and cannot do. Right. Um, I remember, you know, the church I was a part of, it was real. I mean, they, they held by the letter. You do not go to movies. Right. That is, against. now, sorry, I read the Bible. Bible I don't say, of course, there were no movies back right, then. Right, yeah. um, and something changed once video stores became, and, and video cassettes <laughs> happened. And then all of a sudden they realized, hold it, you know, may, maybe something's kind of, maybe we've read something too much yep. into this and uh, began to I- identify it. So it, it happens. It happened, then it happens today.
1: Yeah, and, and I think what happens, too, is we can take something and... Make it into something a whole lot more than it ought to be, yeah you know, I remember back as a as you know a kid, and I wasn't brought up in a religious home, but hearing you know people say, oh we we don't have cards in the house, we can't play cards, we don't mm-hmm. have this, you know well, I think there's a reason for that. you know, people were losing their paychecks because of gambling and all this other stuff, but if you want to have a friendly game of of uh, solitary or you want to have a friendly game of uh, now I just lost it in cribbage. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty and I play cribbage every night. We play cribbage right after supper every night. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no money exchange. there's not. We're not losing anything. We're not doing anything. It's just a time where Patty and I can spend a little bit of time together mm-hmm. and playing a game of cribbage. You know. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But there used to be, boy, if you had cars in your house, you're going yep. to go to hell, and you're a sinner, and you're doing all that. Well, I think that if, if, if you allow that to become your God or allow mm-hmm. that to do something that hinders you and your family, then you've got to be careful of it. Right. But, you know, and, and I think these are those man-made rules mm-hmm. and regulations. So Paul goes, and we've got to get into the scripture. We've only got a few minutes left there. So for 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. Titus is a Greek, remember? He's a Gentile. We went up by revelation and communicated with them that that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. Now, run we went up by revelation. So I take verse 2 as Paul saying, God said to me, Paul, you've got to go straighten this out between the Jewish leaders. Mm-hmm you got to go and talk to the Jewish leaders about this. Mm-hmm. These are the three pillars of the church. These are the three guys who you can depend on. They will, they may argue with you, but they will listen to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there may be some controversy. There may be mm-hmm. some, you know, um, just some hurt feelings at first. Mm-hmm. But you got to go see them. Let's get it right here. Don't yeah. do anything behind their back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of that might... Combined with that may also be that something was starting to happen in Paul's own heart because of the fact that it says that he went up by revelation. This wasn't his decision. Right. For some reason or another, God stopped him in his tracks. And yes, it may have been that they needed to hear it. But there's a part of me that also can't help but think that Paul needed to get it settled because this is what we feel God's calling us to do. We know they have an issue with it. Yeah. But we know God called us to this. Yeah, you know, And you can see how maybe in one's own heart that can give way to division and to a little bit of um, resentment, a little bit of bitterness. And I'm not saying Paul had started to develop any of those things, right. but there's a reason that God intercepted him 14 years into this and said, hold it. We need to stop right now. And my thoughts are... It's not an either or; it's a both and. Yeah. Both they needed to get it straight because they were probably getting word back about what Paul was doing. They were probably having issues. But how do we confront a guy that's been persecuting the church? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or, um And but then as I said from Paul's state, um, from his position as well, I could see we know we're doing right. Why can't they understand this is what God called us to?
1: I mean, I can imagine those three pillars of the church could say, "Well, you know, Paul's still a newbie and." He'll he'll grow up sometime, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Where Paul says, No, this is what God's given me and this is what's gonna happen. I remember and, and I'm sure you have faced it in your churches too, but you know, there was we needed to build on to our church. Mm-hmm. And and it took years. I mean literally years. We had the plans all done and everything, and probably there was another eight or ten years before we actually did the building. Much mm-hmm. prayer, much talking much controversy and in doing it there was a little bit of a controversy you know there mm-hmm. was a few who just didn't think we needed it but I just knew of gun. you we gotta have this addition that's all there is to it so stick to our gun I stuck to my guns and today some of those who were against it will say I don't know how we lived without it. I don't know how we, you know, that kind of a thing. But if you know it's of God and there's Mm -hmm. nothing biblically wrong with it, nothing that you can look at it scripturally and say, no, let's not do it, then if you know it's from God, you better stick to your guns to it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let anybody talk you out of it because then you're going to be cheated out of a blessing, in my view. Mm -hmm. That's my view of it. Because certainly now, today, we look at it and say, boy, we needed that.
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. we needed
1: it now. Especially with this COVID thing where now you get, you know, you got an extra 50 feet or 60 feet of sitting space. So we yep. can have more people come in and, and still do some distancing and stuff of that nature. So, mm-hmm. so we had Paul do that. And, and, he, and he called a private meeting. He didn't call a meeting where let's call the whole church together mm-hmm. and have this big, you know, we got the Hatfields on this side and McCroy's on this side and, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have this yelling, screaming match. Let's go to the leaders of the church talk with them, find out from them what they're thinking, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. Mm.
0: And, and how crucial is that? I, I've been parts of churches, you no, know, haven't pastored and haven't been part of a pastor's family growing up. Can't tell you the number of times that when somebody gets their nose a little out of joint for some reason, thinking they're right, and the others are wrong, the people they usually do not go to, is the leaders? Yeah, they'll go to everybody else, right. and they'll begin to, to try to almost get a posse going, you know. So get some more people on my side, and then maybe we'll go to the leaders. Yeah, but he just went straight to the leaders. I, I think yeah. that's very commendable. Yeah, on yeah, Paul's they, part. yeah.
1: He went right straight to the source, and you know. And now, if the leaders want to go and present it to their body, that's fine. That is mm-hmm. there, but let's go to let's go to the guys who know. They're in the know. They're pillars of mm-hmm. the church. They're in the know. One thing I think is compelling to me, and we' word I use "compelling" because it's used in verse three. Neither Titus, so neither means Titus right. nor did I, right. and probably nor did Barnabas. You know, um, they were not comp- compelled, any of them, that Titus, being a Greek, to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. So why would you go and, and force circumcision? On someone who was not brought up with that, who was that was not a part of their culture, that was not a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to me that you know, and, and Titus was going to stick to his guns. No, mm-hmm. I, and I don't blame him. No, I'm not going to be circumcised. You know, because he, he, you know, and sometimes there are times you have to stick to your guns when it has to do with scripture. And mm-hmm. I and I want to make sure we, we really pound that home. Is that we got to make sure that we can do it Mm -hmm. biblically not just this is what i want this is what i think this is what you Mm -hmm. know i've been brought whatever brought up to
0: well i think a lot of what was going on here in in this discussion you know if you take the circumcision um discussion to begin with on the on peter's part james and john's part they're looking at scripture and they're saying look god had established that my people my chosen people whoever though whoever they are were to be circumcised. And that's most likely the verse that they were calling upon and why the uh, Gentiles also needed to be circumcised. Because where they were still finding themselves stuck from time to time is they weren't living out the concepts that were revealed in the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. When we and I talked a couple years ago about that and how God is more concerned with the condition of the heart than the outward things. The outward things were simply a sign, they were a shadow of the things that were meant you know to be attitudes of the heart and paul talks about the circumcision of the heart not necessarily the circumcision of the flesh right right and and so i think there's a lot of that discussion that was having to go on here is hold it you guys are, are remember that the things of old before christ came were shadows of what was to come those are not complete in and of themselves they were just show us something and so that those things cannot be applied over here because they are coming in as part of this new covenant. Um, though there's still circumcision that has to happen, but it's a circumcision of the heart, right. not yeah. of the flesh.
1: You know, one of the things I think that we need to maybe just throw out here is, remember now, these three Jewish leaders, I can pretty safely say I don't think they read any of the, uh, whatever was there from New Testament Scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, because they were still... Contending for the law, There were still in no, thirty-nine books that that were there, you know. Right. Um, that that was their book, mm-hmm. and and so you know they didn't. Maybe they hadn't read uh, if it was there, what Doctor Luke said in, about in the Book of Luke or any of the Gospels, and certainly much of what Paul had has mm-hmm. written probably came after this. But mm-hmm. you know, like this Book of Galatians, right. you know. So they they were not familiar with. Mm-hmm what now had happened from the ascension of christ
0: yeah. into this mm-hmm. yeah I mean, they were familiar with christ's teachings but you and i both know it's easy to forget what somebody said yeah you know to lose sight of it versus like I said today where we've got it all written down we can go back we can compare we can um see the the, the bigger picture but it would have been very easy for them just to forget about yeah. oh yeah jesus did say <laughs> yeah
1: and and they wouldn't have had the they probably would not have had in their possession at least the reference points Mm-hmm. Where today we got the reference points. We right. got both the Old and New Testament. We can make reference to them, and and things of that nature. So we have the reference points here for us mm-hmm. to be able to go and say, oh, Paul said this, or Peter said this, or Dr. Luke said this, whatever. So so he goes and he says, look, Titus was not going to be circumcised, and I think he was pretty well. Now nah, I mean, he was convinced. No, mm-hmm. you're not doing that to me, right? And that because of, and, and I find this interesting, because of false brethren unawares brought in,
2: hmm.
1: I look at that and say, wait a minute, they wanted to pack the courts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Excuse me for being uh, politically incorrect, but they wanted to pack the court here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they brought in some false doctrines, some false teachers to, you know, argue this point, No. That is not to be done. And right. Paul, fortunately, even though Paul did not know that was going to happen at the time, he was very well aware when it was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very astute in this. And and I, I really appreciate that. And that because of false brethren, unawares, he did not know it was going to happen, brought in, they came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a you know we find in the book of Galatians in particular that there's a great picture of liberty or license.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the difference between the two? Mm-hmm. You know, liberty is that which God gives to me. License is what I take on my own. Mm-hmm. That I I call this is God's doctrine and it really isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, liberty is I can go out and drink if I want to drink. Mm-hmm. I have the freedom to do that. I can go do it if I want to.
2: Mm-hmm
1: you know but do i have the license to do it Mm -hmm. in my case no i don't Mm -hmm. you know not only as a pastor but i just don't like it Mm -hmm. i was brought up in that so i don't like it so you know that's where the difference between liberty and license Mm -hmm. there's nothing we can't do but does god give us the license to do it or Mm -hmm. or whatever you know and and you look at it or not to do it Mm -hmm. that is you know that is where paul is coming from here Mm. and these guys wanted to force them into circumcising Titus. Mm-hmm. And Paul says, no. There's nothing in Scripture that says we have to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this to.
0: was their whole motivation for coming in. Yeah. You know, th- this wasn't just the well-meaning person who was just simply misinterpreting what the Scriptures were saying. And the fact that it says they came in by stealth. You know, they came in with a specific agenda. From, the very, from day one, their main agenda was to scope us out So they could try to bring the correction to us that they thought. Because they they already had the assumption that we were in the wrong.
1: Yeah, they wanted to trip us up. What I find very interesting is Paul did not lose his cool and force them out. Say, no, Mm -hmm. you guys weren't invited. Get out of here. He didn't do that.
2: Mm -hmm. We find
1: that in verse 5. To whom we gave place by subjection. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, they want to sit here. Let them sit here. No, not for an hour. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. What he's saying is No, I yeah, you know, I didn't listen to them. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't subjected to them. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't under their power. I came to see John, James, and Peter. Mm-hmm. That's who we came to see. Mm-hmm. That's who we're going to talk with. That's who we're going to listen to. That's who no. we're going to have conversion with, uh, conversation with. Mm-hmm. I'm here for them, and I and I love Paul's attitude. And once again, it's because of me maybe but of these who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they were make it no matter to me I don't care who they are mm-hmm. you know they're nobody to me you know why because James John and Peter they were the pillars of the church they were the ones mm-hmm. I had to talk to they were the ones I had to to convince mm-hmm. or to right. show mm-hmm. I didn't have to show the rest of you guys
0: that's right and and just that great way that he goes on to say that because God shows no personal favoritism to anyone yeah so they were trying to make, these guys were trying to make themselves seem like they were more than what they were. Yeah, You know, you, you should revere us. And Paul's like, and Paul had this great attitude. He understood the authority, even when it came to, to James, John, and Cephas. He understood the authority that they walked in, but he also understood they were no, no better than him. They were no greater than him. They didn't have a greater end with God than him because God's love is unconditional across the board to them. God right. will show no favoritism. And so, he, again, just that ability to take a look at, let's look at what it is you're saying, but let's compare it with Scripture.
1: Yeah, and and I like how Paul says at the end of verse 6, what they had to say didn't, they, it has no 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 power with mm-hmm. me. You know, it doesn't. Um, somewhat in, in conference added nothing to me. I didn't listen to them. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they weren't the ones that I needed to go before. I needed to go before James, John, Peter. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I needed to go before. And it was mm-hmm. a private conversation. Now, if these guys were invited in, if these guys did this, not by me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to concentrate on these three. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to listen to what these three mm-hmm. have to say. And I'm going to try to convince these three. Mm-hmm. You know, not a whole crowd of others who... Really, you know, they mm-hmm. make no difference to me.
0: Yeah. And to understand that him coming before them as well goes back into verses one and two and, and why that heart was so important that that uh, Paul had, that my goal was to communicate, make sure I wasn't doing anything in vain. His reason for going to uh, to Peter and to, to James and to John was not to blackball these guys. It was, let me explain to you the ministry that God gave me. Yeah. And let's see if I'm... On track, if I'm off track, let's talk about, let's take, let's get back to the scripture, let's make sure. It wasn't to blackball or badmouth anybody, you know, which, which I think was incredible. I don't know if I would have been that strong yeah. at that moment.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I find it interesting, and once again, you know, this may be just my thinking, you can help me with this, Tim, in verse 7, but counterwise. Mm-hmm. To me, that lends picture of, you know something, these guys that they brought in privily. That, want, that were false teachers, they actually helped me. Why? Because mm. James, John, and Peter saw through them. Mm-hmm. That's what I see him yep. saying, but wise, mm-hmm. No, it worked out against them, yep. all right? Because when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was committed to Peter, Peter. You want to do this to the to your brethren? Do it. Mm-hmm. But my blessing. But I want your blessing to be able to go before the Gentiles and say, Look, it's by grace through faith alone, and that is it. It is not by circumcision. It's not by piercing your ear. It's not by anything. It is by grace through faith alone. Period. Mm-hmm. And. That was the gospel Christ gave to me for the Gentiles, and I'm going to stick with this gospel. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. And they all said, yes, mm-hmm. we agree. Um, so, you know, to me, that, that is where the difference is. And, and, and Paul is saying that. Look, they saw, and I and like that, but counterwise, when they saw. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like these guys that came in privily that tried to—, to uh, force a false doctrine on them. the three leaders saw wait a minute no Paul was sticking to his guns Paul knows what he's talking about Paul was given this by God who are we to say no to it mm-hmm. because he's proven his point I yeah. almost and this is just me because of who I am I almost like looking at but counterwise, uh, I would, I would almost write into my margin and Paul ate them up and chewed them up you know mm-hmm. spit them out they, he just he just blew their socks off yeah Because this is what I know God's done, and you're not going to change my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I just think of Paul as being that way. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, what's so great about this is that if we look back to where we were last week, Peter knew where Paul was at. I mean, three years or fourteen years ago, he had spent three years. So actually, it started seventeen years ago. Seventeen years ago, yeah. That he spent in the wilderness, and he came before Peter, and. They had a discussion then about what the Lord had revealed and, to him. And also with James. And with James. And then, now here we are 14 years later. So this isn't like this is just on this grounds alone. They already knew the call that was on right. Paul's life. They, they understood how God had revealed himself to them, um, to Paul. And now he was coming before them, again, being willing to be accountable, just like he was the first time. But yet... And I think because of the combination of those two things, they will say, we know you, Paul, and we know where your heart is, yeah. and go for it.
1: That's why I think verse 8 is so important to us, and, and Colin just said, five minutes, guys, is is this. Look, Peter, I know that God called you to the circumcision. I have no doubts in my mind that that's what he's done. Mm-hmm. Peter, will you agree? God's called me to the uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. God's called me to mm-hmm. the Gentiles. Yeah. And if we can see this and work together with this you have this calling to this group i have this calling to this group it does not change the gospel right does not change what god has written that's right does not change god's plan or Mm -hmm. god's standards in any shape or form Mm -hmm. it doesn't do it so we have that in verse eight where and he that wrought effectually in peter to the apostleship of the circumcision peter did Jesus Christ send you? Yes, he did. Well, guess what, Peter? Jesus Christ sent me too. Mm-hmm. But I'm to the Gentiles, right? Yep. And it said the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived what the grace—what we have here—the gospel mm-hmm. of grace—that the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas. And I don't know why they didn't Titus. So I don't know why he—he he wasn't mentioned here. But to maybe because Titus was not a leader at that point, they to me and Barnabas, the right hands of fellowship, that we would go unto the heathen, because remember that's what the Jews mm-hmm. called them, unto the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. And then the last verse, only they would that we should remember. There's only one criteria, Paul, that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Paul, this is one thing we will not bend on, or we, we know is still true for the Jews, and it's true for the Gentiles, Paul, you need to take care of the poor. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't oversee, you know, overlook the poor. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Minister to the poor. Yep. As we minister to the poor. Matter of fact, even in James, remember James. James is the Jewish leader. Even in his book, what's, what's one of the things he says? He says, um, true, true. what is it, true grace is take care of the widows and the orphans. Yep. Right? So wait a minute, even he knew that as a Jewish leader, mm-hmm. take care of this. So we have this controversy, it's now settled, it's now taken care of. Paul ministers to the Gentiles, Peter ministers to the Jew, and they are now a church connected together. Mm-hmm. A little bit of controversy, but God worked that out mm-hmm. according to his purpose and according to his
0: plan. It's understanding that controversy is not bad. controversy is not evil. It's what we allow to happen through that controversy that will be either good or evil.
1: Yeah. Controversy is evil only when I have to get my way because it's my way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And controversy is not evil when, wait a minute, let's let God have his way because it's his way. Mm -hmm. And for each of us to see it, that it's his way. And that's what happened here. The Jews saw it. Uh, Paul and Barnabas saw it. And they were able to come together and say, now we are we are one. We're one in mm-hmm. this. Gentiles and Jews. Whole different concept, yep. right? Next week, chapter 2, verses 11 and on, and we will just continue in our study. I'm Pastor Harold Noyes, pastor of the Community Christian Church. We meet on 930 uh, every Sunday morning. Come on out. We're on the Lower Road in Athens. We'd love to have you come out. Uh, spend some time with us fellowshipping and song and testimony and prayer time and then a a message from the word of god Uh, we also have sunday night service that is at six o'clock so if your church does not have a sunday night service and you'd like to either go to one or maybe you miss your church for some reason and you still want to fellowship someplace six o'clock lower road athens community christian church bible study during the week you can call me on those
0: And if you're in the Charlestown area, come hang out with us down there at on Main. We meet the old St. Luke's Episcopal Building at 188 Main Street for the time being, though those days are coming quickly to a close as the building is now just sold. But we are still right now at 188 Main Street. And... uh, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, we have coffee and fellowship, chance to get to know each other, love on each other, and just to pray for each other. And then following that is 11 o'clock is our service with worship and prayer and a time in the word. And we invite you to be a part of that if you are in that area. We do thank you for tuning in to Heartline Ministries. You can find us on the um, different community television stations throughout uh Eastern Vermont and Western New Hampshire, uh, from the Brattleboro, Vermont area up to Springfield, and then up in the Northeast Kingdom. You can also find us on the Fact8.com website, as well as our own YouTube channel that yep. we now have up and running. Uh, so you can find Heartline Ministries there as well. Also over on our Facebook page, you can find all of the all of these uh, studies at Facebook.com/HeartlineMinistries. Share the videos if you if you're. Being encouraged by them, if you're being strengthened and and challenged through them, uh, feel free to share them on your social media website. Let's get the word out. Let's begin to get the gospel into all the world.
1: All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hotline Ministry.